0: and sisters friends and comrades this is the PRC show I am your host Paul Cooley and thank you for listening today uh, we have a great show Paul Barker is going to be on talking about Spain and we had a pretty insightful conversation he is a uh, journalist here in Harrisburg he's also a young guy that's done some comedy he's a writer uh, comedian uh, young intellectual I'd say um and looked forward. this is a good conversation. He had some really insightful things to say. And um, I had a lovely conversation with him. Anyways, I'm getting over being sick. Which, you know, in August, to be sick, it's very lame. I mean, it's uh, nice outside. The weather has finally cooled. I was really do, um, doing well with my running. And now I had to take a step back. And I just want to say, please finish your antibiotics. We do not need to have more um anti uh resistant uh, I- antibiotic resistant microorganisms around and i you know I feel bad about this, but I had to get some more antibiotics um not more but I, w- I went to the doctor's Monday. He said this is probably a virus. He did a rapid test. I didn't have strep, but he said if the f- if you continue to have a fever, I'm going to give you azithromycin. You can take this. It's a six day course. You could uh, take the antibiotics. Now some people they start to feel better after the second or third day of taking antibiotics, and they stop taking them, which is stupid. Okay, because what happens is, then you leave some of these other um. It's not only stupid for you, but for all of humanity. You leave these microbes lying around in your body that um, then are not fully killed off by the antibiotic dose. Then, next time you get sick, that same set of antibiotics are now... build up a resistance to it, and you're going to be screwed. And this is is really going to be the downfall, probably, of mankind, because people are abusing antibiotics and not taking them fully. And in some cases, it's not people's own fault, but in, like, the third world and stuff... um, uh, they're just being dispensed willy-nilly, and, they're not, and people aren't p- giving the proper uh, uh, way of using them. And, and in addition to why I think this is going to be the downfall of mankind is because most of the uh, uh, research and development into medications isn't into antibiotics because they don't make a lot of money. They're into, like, boner drugs and cause, you know, things like that. So um, that's why we need to have some major uh, political uh, reform worldwide. Anyways... Uh that's my rant there, but I'm feeling a little bit better. Um, I've taken, now, what, my third day of these antibiotics. And uh, I think you can probably even hear it in my voice. So, um, you know, just finish your antibiotics. I'm going to finish mine, and uh, the world will be a little bit of a better place, hopefully. Okay, I want to get to some uh, letters here, emails. You can always email the show at prcshow at gmail.com, prcshow at gmail.com. Um, we, we got a lot of, a lot of emails the previous show, not as many this time, but I, you know what, I don't know what the deal is, but I'm getting it from some well-known folks, and, um, I got two here, uh, that I just wanted to share and read, this one, uh, it says, Paul, I love the show, if I'm ever in Harrisburg shooting a film, which is like, wow, you'll definitely have to have me on, keep up the good work, John Malkovich. Now, John Malkovich is an interesting guy, I can't believe he listens to the show, um, he, uh, the the movie being John Malkovich. That's certainly an interesting f- film. He, I think, also like funded the Dancer Upstairs about the Peruvian terrorists, uh, the Shining Path or whatever. Um, and he, uh, we, I actually mentioned him on this show. He is, uh, he lives like I think sometimes in the south of France. I think he's a good actor. I don't know how. Um, well, I'm not going to say anything bad because if I, I, John, you should come on the show. I think you're a great actor. Lovely guy. Okay, um, this is the other email I got. this is mostly positive, but it's from an interesting person. Mr. Cooley, uh, your show is decent. I love the entrepreneurial spirit it exhibits. My only criticism is of you having as your sponsor your unread books. This obviously does not generate any revenue and is silly. You should get some real sponsors, and once you do it, um, if you ever want to talk about tax tyranny, I'd be happy to come on. Grover Norquest. Now, um, maybe someday we can talk about why I think um, Grover Norquest is the embodiment of evil. Uh, I mean, I don't really believe that, but he—he's he's, you know, obviously a, a bad um, political figure. Um, but, you know, I don't know what else to say. I don't know why he's listening to the show. That's fine. Um, but my sponsors are who my sponsors are. And uh, that leads right into this week's sponsor, which is, as he's mentioned, um... The the, sp- the show is sponsored by all the unread books that I have that I uh, own in the house here. And um, this one, we're, since we're going to be talking about Spain, um, I have a couple books on the Spanish Civil War that I haven't read. I read uh, one of the big ones about half of it, but I just couldn't finish it, or I got sidetracked on other things. This is uh, a book by E. H. Carr. It's called *The Common Turn in the Spanish Civil War*. Now, this is a great. I picked this up at a used bookstore. It's hardback. Um, it's got like the plastic, like library book type thing, and this could probably, you know, to some lefty, you could probably sell this for a lot of money. Excuse me. So, the the interesting thing about this book is that E.H. Carr was a great uh, historian, wrote a lot about the Russian Revolution. I think he wrote a three volume on that, and was, um, he wrote a book actually called What Is History, and sort of outlining um, how facts, there's no such thing as just facts. That's how you interpret it. Um, And, you know, a uh, a historian's role isn't just to sort of write the facts. You know, everyone's going to slant things their own way. Um, And it's, I guess, your job to be diligent and kind of interpret things along the way. I, I don't really know. I haven't read that book either. But well, I sort of did in college, but I, I forget. Anyways, he's a well-respected uh, historian on um, all political persuasions. They would say this is a good guy. I think he's left of center. I mean, mostly neutral. But this is a book of like his writings on the Spanish Civil War. The Comintern, which, as we all know, the Comintern was the uh, international arm of the uh, Communist Party, which was the, essentially the Soviet Union. And um, they played a big role in the Spanish Civil War. Um, and I think most, uh, people would agree positive at the beginning and maybe negative at the end. They didn't do enough to support, um, the, uh, revolution there. But that's for another subject. Anyways, before we get out to our conversation with Paul, I just want to say all the m- music is performed by me and my band, The Comintern. Um, and this next bumper is going to be a little bit of me singing too. So I'm going to play about, I don't know, 20 or 30 seconds of it before we get into our conversation. I, I record a lot of music on my phone or on my computer, and then I forget about it. This is something I just discovered. I probably recorded it within the last three years. I have no idea when. I don't remember how to play it. I don't remember anything about it. But it sounded kind of nice, so I'm going to just put it on here for folks to listen to. And if you like any of the songs in the future, I will email you an iTunes, like MP3 of it. You can email the show at prcshow at gmail.com, prcshow at gmail.com. All right, thanks, and uh, on to the conversation with Paul Barker. Speaking of the, uh, okay, is this recording?
1: Yeah, it's clicking away there.
0: Speaking of the female speech, or how you sound like a, a female, or I'm not saying you do, but I've gotten several times um, when I order pizza or something like that, they'll say, uh, "Okay, ma'am, that will be." Or, <laughs> and, you know, it's, and at a certain point, I mean, that happened when I was like 15, 16, 17, and then when it happens when you're like 25, yeah, it's just. What kind of woman do, do they have in their head? Like, right. what what are they thinking? Do you ever get that?
1: I have not been mistaken for a woman in my m- in recent memory, but I mistook somebody for a woman for like days, and was exci- I was at a soccer camp, and I was excited to have a male.
0: Oh, physically like with your eyes?
1: Yeah, and her name was Leah, but I just thought I thought her name. She looked to me kind of Jewish, and I didn't really know what Jewish people were at the time.
0: Wait, how old were you? (laughs) I was like
1: 11 or 12. okay. And I thought, Leah, of course, that's a boy's name for Jews. Like, that's a biblical name. And so then for like two days, I just was like, oh, Leah, Leah. And then I, and then Leah didn't, we had a swimming day and Leah like wasn't in the men's changing room (laughs) (laughs) and came out in like a (laughs) one-piece suit. And I was like, oh,
0: yeah, Yeah. Leah's a a girl. Yeah, I've definitely had some mistaken gender identity with other folks, but um. I'm comfortable with my voice now. Anyways, this is Paul Barker here. Uh, Uh, Hello. So um, Paul's a guy that uh, lives in central PA, Harrisburg, and he recently went to Spain. Um, And I wanted to talk a little bit about going to Europe and going to Spain. Um, How long were you in Spain for? Three weeks. More than three weeks. And what were your impressions?
1: Well, it was the second time I was in Spain. What? Yeah. Yeah. I went uh, years ago I walked the Camino de Santiago
0: the way uh, the with way. Uh, Martin uh, Sheen. Yeah. and um, uh, yes right. I I recently saw this movie uh, it's a it's a great movie with Emilio Estevez uh-huh, and um, uh-huh. uh I really wanted I wanted to become religious and do that
1: Yep everybody did but I did it before there was a movie
0: That is awesome how did you know
1: about that uh, it was actually a history class through Fordham um, is where I went to school. And we had I was considering a medieval studies major for a while uh, and then changed my mind. But uh, while I was kind of considering it, I was looking into this class because it counted as a medieval history class to walk the pilgrimage and uh, in certain towns stop and get... Did you know. start in France?
0: No, we only did
1: two weeks. So we started in León, which is about 300 kilometers away from Santiago.
0: I've been to uh, León, uh, Nicaragua. But anyways. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, yeah.
0: A- and and you go from Leon to do you go do you go, go all the way to Gibraltar? I don't know what is the thing. You end? go
1: to Santiago and then I- that's where the cathedral is um and that's the end for most pilgrims. Although I guess officially to finish it you have to you're supposed to go to the end of the earth. Literally the Spanish name is Fin de Tierra. Okay, that's like time. the coast. That's
0: in the movie where they go with the end.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to Remember how that movie ends? But yes, they go to that right. cathedral and
0: they touch things. Right. No, right. Yeah. Either they
1: keep going past that. Yeah. Then they make it to the coast. Yeah. which I did not. I did not make it to the coast.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was like the. It seemed like the cathedral was the the end. Yeah. Now, did you have a spiritual uh, awakening there? Did you have a sort of uh, you know?
1: Uh, no, I didn't. I was miserable. I had. I. I loved the trip, but I had also just broken up with somebody, and I. Oh. And I, and I was, r- I w- was. It was the kind of thing where it that was might have been good though. Yeah, it was good. But in retrospect, like it was the thing where I knew in retrospect that we were definitely broken up. But on the trip, it was still open ended. <gasps> so I was spent. Gray area is the worst. Yeah. So I just oh spent it in man. this kind of gray area. Yeah. Um. But but it was good and. um and when you, you at your original question was what were my impressions of Spain, um, and I, it was exactly the same. Where I remember, it's just like unmistakable that feeling of showing up in a foreign country, and you're like, you immediately, you're you're so you're evolved to be so attuned to differences. <laughs> yeah. You start detecting everything, the smell, the sh- even just like the slightly different color of cars. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, what did you
0: what what? Because uh, I've been to a couple different European countries. um, and uh, yeah, I mean definitely when you go to another country, you you definitely notice the differences. But what were the differences you sort of do you think have you been to other European countries where you, this this stands out more differences than
1: Well, I studied in in England for a year. Um I was in France, but I don't it was rainy, so I don't remember yeah. it. Um I think a big thing in Spain for me and I know I I I know it's not true all over Spain, but but the the exist continued existence of the kind of historic cent- town centers that weren't yeah. weren't designed for modern traffic. Right, right. I, mean, I think that like is really m- gives the look and feel of a lot of America is this traffic consideration like this this thing designed for the convenience of moving cars right. and, uh, and having parking and having big lots and there just isn't space for it. So
0: an oldness.
1: Yeah, like you look at a, f- a street and it's like, w- you know, these cobblestones worn way, way down. Yeah, like
0: somebody was tortured here and there's like probably blood <laughs> yeah. from like a, you know, <laughs> or, or, or or maybe like a king's head was, in you the know. Mortar. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So that strikes you. Um, and then like things are, everything is smaller. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, like the... Cars? where you live Yeah, the bathroom and the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, the
1: bathroom. Because the cars are smaller, the things that prevent cars from going over um, the rails and hitting people are smaller. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because, uh, like, when I go to... W- I've been to London, Dublin, uh, Paris, um, Prague. And I guess Prague is a little bit of the exception. But those other three cities, uh, Paris, London, Dublin, we even went to Belfast... Um, this is going to sound like a dumb thing to say, but they kind of had, they reminded me a little bit of uh, New York or a big city. Yeah. It was like, oh, I'm in Europe. I'm in a, I'm in another country, but it wasn't like until I would go other places that um, it sort of was like, oh, this is definitely a different foreign land. Mm -hmm. Um, Being from Pittsburgh and not living in New York. uh, And now that I've, Travel to bigger cities and stuff like that. It's you notice a little bit more of a difference, but it's more just like, "Whoa, this is like a big city," and uh, it's kind of startling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you go into M- Madrid, or where are you flying we, to? We we I flew into Madrid, uh, and then
1: it was uh, we were there for my uncle's wedding, so we stayed in Madrid your for uncle's wedding. Yeah, he had a Spanish well, uh, your your, bride. your
0: uncle. Uh, well, hold on a second here. Um, w- if my uncle, I my uncles are all older. Are you, you have like young family members then? Yeah, he he's um I think he Does he work for like Google or something? Or this destination wedding? What's
1: he's an, an investment banker or mm-hmm. he's in in the financial sector uh but attached to a um uh like a recycling plant in Chicago. Um the specifics of it have always been hard for me to understand. Yeah. It involves like really sophisticated yeah. technology. Um, but, uh, he lived in, he lived abroad for a long time for most of his, like, from his twenties on. Um, and he met someone there and then, um, he was living in Chicago. She came and they got married in Vegas, uh, to, to get the visa. And then they had a destination wedding.
0: And how old is your uncle? Like, I feel if one of my uncles got married, I wouldn't even go to the wedding.
1: Yeah. He's, well, we're a pretty small family and he, he, he's, he's, um, yeah, he's my dad's brother. I think he just turned 50 actually. Yeah, he just turned 50 shortly before the wedding. Second
0: or third marriage or first? Uh, first marriage. First marriage. First marriage. Um and
1: uh and yeah, and and like yeah, like it was a it was a very small wedding, close knit group of okay. people. Okay. You know?
0: And it was just like, we were, we were your parents like, this is it. We're going to spend some money. We're doing this trip. The joke in my family is that uh, we have a trip of a lifetime about
1: every six months. Uh, oh, because really? Because something comes across the radar, and um, I think my my mom begs, and my dad relents, and we plan something. Oh, see, that's nice. See, I event.
0: I, um, I went to Florida when I was 10 with my family, and then um, I think my parents... Uh, my my parents rarely left Pennsylvania. I mean, they uh, they went to Hawaii for their 25th wedding anniversary, but they never went to Europe. Uh, they went to Canada, Niagara mm, Falls a couple mm-hmm. times. But um, I, when I got older, I started traveling. But um, that's nice, though. So you've yeah. probably been, you've traveled, you've had this sort of traveling bug or whatever since you were younger. Yeah, and I
1: think, um, you know, I have three siblings. We all kind of fanned out. Um, travel has been a way... To spend time together as a family. Yeah. Okay. And I, 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 don't know if my, I don't know if my family members feel this way. I certainly feel like, be, you know, being home and having time together is one thing. Um, uh, but when you're traveling, you, you're like a unit, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're sort of, you're like a chain
0: gang. <laughs> yeah. are <laughs> Strapped yeah. together. That's a nice. Yeah. And you really do
1: spend time to you know, like you get a lot of time. You in know, it. I'm
0: really, uh, I'm trying to. G- I, I've been. I want uh, my significant other's uh, father, and if he's listening, I want him to take us on a nice trip to Italy. Oh, he's yeah. going to be retiring soon. I'd like to spend a month there or a couple weeks. Um, right. And I think that would be great. I don't great know if he's trip. listening,
1: but that is definitely one of the best things a person can do.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, But that would be a great yeah. movie. And. And I've never traveled with them, but so you're okay with a family. You know that's a good time. You got you guys get along and you don't hate each other. And yeah, well fight. you know
1: it's like anything else. You you spend your you spend a lot of time together. You drive each other crazy. You cross that hump and then you're like, and oh, you have we're two other now. siblings, <laughs> so you can pick three who. three other siblings, four total. Oh my yeah, oh yeah. goodness!
0: So you can kind of okay, I'm I'm pissed at Maggie Sue now. I'm gonna hang with Sally or whatever. Uh, yeah, D- and those you have are three their sisters, names.
1: or I have uh, two sisters and a brother. Okay, yeah.
0: Peggy Sue and Sally yeah okay uh-huh. and you uh, do you get al- do you get along with uh, one more than the other I imagine or <laughs> yeah no we're all pretty close um
1: it's funny I, I feel like I have a different relationship with each of them my my sister went to New York for school mm-hmm. uh, to Fordham and I was a year behind her and, and followed her there um and so and then we lived in New York she still lives there and I was there for three years after graduation so our relationship is very much... Grew a lot while we were in the same right, city. right, yeah, yeah, I, that can happen. Yeah, that can happen. Um, my brother, you know, he's two years younger, and we're boys, so there's a lot of like masculine bonding that okay. happens. Okay, Yeah, uh, you know, we talk about girls. Uh, I remember the point where we started being able to like talk about that stuff oh, with yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah,
0: I've never, I've never had someone in my, you know, a, a, bro- a sibling like that. I just have an older sister. Yeah, um, um and then my youngest sister, um.
1: When we were really little, I was always protecting her from my brother. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, uh, and so that kind of
0: found was the form of our relationship. Uh. So let me get back to Spain. So when you're in Spain, in, uh, you th- the first time you were there, actually, I want to go back to that. Um, that movie, The Way, which I want to just, uh, people should watch this movie. It's a very kind of s- understated... Uh, quaint movie about this uh, pilgrimage that Martin Sheen does um uh, how would you explain that thing what, what's yeah. the basis of that
1: he doesn't intend to do it but right. his his son who is a world traveler right um i don't think we're really giving anything we away we don't need to give anything
0: away but just the trip what is that called the el camino el, el camino. camino and what's the point of it and all that
1: well it was a medieval pilgrimage um and for years people would walk it and walk it for a long time, and and I think it used to be, you know, a much greater commitment in the sense that y- you, could, you die. could die on it. Yeah, yeah. and p- I guess people still do, but um, but much more rarely, obviously. Um, but yeah, at some point they c- it kept going, and um, and the kind of catholic pilgrimage part of it is certainly still there but they it became much more open-ended and so like for example at the end of the trip you put your there's this big ledger they have and you write your name Mm -hmm. that you made it and you write your um you you write your reason for going and people you'll see the word spiritual a lot Um, yeah you know like uh uh, people define that really broadly and um i think it's kind of cool both that you know, all these Catholic churches still exist along the way and have just sort of accommodated that open-endedness to it. Yeah. Uh, and, and,
0: and from the film, it seemed like there was, like, a hippie element to it. And yeah. And I don't, I don't use that in a negative way, but, you right. know, like a, you know... Uh, a Kerouac kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um... It seems that's something I would like to do. I just I would need to have more, I guess, uh angst or something in my life or yeah. I couldn't really do that now. And I'm not spiritual at all. I, I have like a um I've thought about this a lot recently. I don't think I have uh I think my DNA I'm lacking the spiritual uh uh-huh. gene or whatever. Yeah. I have a hard time with that. But um what did you put down spiritual if I may ask a personal question like that? I don't remember what I put. Oh come on.
1: I really don't. I think um I I did it
0: for f- class.
1: Yeah, right. History class. <laughs>
0: History. <laughs> Cre- 1,100. Three credits. That's why I did this. <laughs> did you uh, hook up with any uh, young, beautiful Spaniards? Any Spaniards? Yeah. No, no.
1: Yeah, to my to my great chagrin, no. Um, and
0: you had no spiritual or life change? I mean, you were just uh, ruminating on this, this. I was thinking lo- about a, a lot of stuff. Um, it was I, probably cold I and rainy. It and w- and
1: w- well, it was... No, it wasn't cold. Um it was cold in the mornings and hot in the daytime. Uh, th- you know what, you, to go back to the spiritual thing for a second. What makes it different to me than like an, you know, like an on the road kind of thing mm-hmm. is it's really not open-ended. You're you you have a most people have a limited amount of time to do it in. And if you're going to do it and you're walking, there's really no you you have to do a certain number of miles per day, and you have to get up a certain at a certain hour to make those. You're miles. explaining it like it's a job,
0: almost. Well, it's
1: it's 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 religious in that sense. Like it's it, it's like um, devotive. Like you it's have a focus to focus, though. Yeah, you have to do it, it by routine. And even when it, your legs hurt, you can't go. Well, our legs hurt today. Let's change our plans. Yeah. You have to just keep going, and you know where you're going. So it's, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so that uh, so it was very
0: like particularly if with with your group of students or whatever, I I don't know how yeah you're just talking to them the whole time and yeah having fun and
1: my my far out point would be about the spirituality thing is like I I have my skepticisms and I've always thought that the people gotta uh, get got or get obsessed with um w- you know the content of a belief like uh, do you believe in God do you believe in the Trinity do you believe mm-hmm. that we go somewhere yeah. when we die. And uh, all anything that could be described as spiritual that m- ever meant anything to me uh, has been totally action, like practice-based. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no idea what this means right, as a belief. Right, yeah, yeah. But these behavior, certain behaviors, which to sometimes have a religious cast to them, have been effective in changing how I feel, how I think, my attention to others, things like that. Hmm. And that was what the walk was like. Regardless of any beliefs, it was spiritual to the extent that you did this routine—
0: yeah, it was a meaningful experience for right, you, uh, and right. it admittedly, uh, so, all right, yeah. okay. All right, that's my big philosophical point. That's good, I like that, <laughs> I like that. Um, it's probably better than I could come up with. Um so, so you, when you come back to Spain, Spain this time, mm-hmm. what are you guys doing? Are you going to? Uh, are you going clubbing? I mean, you're with your uncle, and yeah. all that Stuff. Or what's the deal there? We weren't clubbing.
1: No, it was it was family stuff, um, which meant uh, w- walking around, seeing museums, and then sitting at a cafe and drinking. And that eating. sounds great. Yeah, it what was fantastic. What, uh, what cities? We so Madrid, and then we drove down um, to the wedding, which is in the mountains and uh, near a town called Candelera. Okay. um and then we circled back up uh and let's see where was the next My Well wife? we went all the way across to top, co- top across the top so like Bilbao and Barcelona um we didn't see Barcelona this time although we I we did last Those time Those are two
0: places I want to go Bilbao yeah. and Barcelona and then
1: Valencia, Sevilla Okay um Grenada. and you just went to
0: uh basilicas or whatever the hell churches and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, there's more than churches there. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why I mean, Bilbao? Why are you interested in Bilbao? Um you know, the politics. I, the politics, yeah. I mean, the revolution. Know, I you know, I'm I'm interested in the Spanish Civil War, but I'm actually just uh what is up with the king there? I oh. mean, I, that king is is very fascinating to me um this is a guy that was put in place by Franco. It's like John
1: Madden comments on Spanish politics.
0: Here's a guy. I mean, th- no, seriously. <laughs> this is a guy that gets put in by Franco. You know, you have this yeah. military dictatorship. Hey, I want you to be my guy when I pass away or when I go. You're going to be a legion. You're going to be, you know, uh, p- partial to my way of thinking. Franco dies. And then this guy turns over uh, Institute's Democratic Reform. mm mm-hmm. um, Allows the Socialist uh, Party to, you know, exist. He allows the Communist Party to not be illegal. Uh, he he has uh, a famous king speech yeah. where there's a coup attempt in, like, uh, I think 80 or something like that. And um, even the Communist Party says, uh, well, this king is our king. Great. I mean, he's thwarting off uh, military dictatorship again. And um, it's like, you know, I put, if, I, if I was in his shoes... And I'm the king, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I'm pretty left-wing guy. And, um, but I mean, come on, if you're going to give me to be a king of a country. Yeah. I mean, I will be a benevolent dictator, don't get me wrong, but I would think I'd want to still have some control so is this guy like um, very forward thinking, a very democratic so minded person, or is he thinking, you know, in order to kind of keep all my money and all this stuff, we got a history of rebellion here, I don't want to get my head chopped off or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe I need to kind of uh, release the steam valve here and, and institute some reforms. Right.
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know if
0: you're the person to answer that but and I, I find that a very fa- a fascinating This question. is not an
1: academics humble, I don't know. This is a genuine, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I well, know nothing about the Spanish monarchy. What I do I do. What you're saying reminds me of. You ever see that? You know, speaking of the British monarchy, um, the movie The Queen.
0: Yeah. Um. Was that a recent one? It was I think a few so. Years ago. With There's, um. Yeah. With uh, Kate Blanchett. E-
1: or no, Helen Mirren, I think.
0: Oh um, no, I, d- I haven't okay. seen that. I know that's with the Tony Blair. The reason like, I thought know. of it as you're
1: saying it is because because it's a good study in like the calculation that the European monarchs make of you know it's like wh- they're still around but they don't have any real power. What gives? Right,
0: the they're figureheads, but they sort of do stuff. I mean, they're yeah, not they just do. sitting there.
1: They do. B- um, it just made me think of of how you know how a per- a person like a king or a queen nowadays can simultaneously think like their their role is to be a symbol. <laughs> uh. right,
0: right. Well well they do stuff and I think this is best exemplified in the in the great, I think it was the early nineties film King Ralph okay. with John Goodman. <laughs> and he actually is a Las Vegas uh lounge singer uh-huh. and then through some uh electrocution where all the royalty dies, um uh, the great Peter at Tools in the movie too, but uh-huh. um, John Goodman becomes the king of uh the United Kingdom.
1: And uh. it is it is a
0: it is a it should have won an this. award. It's an is an excellent film. Um, I think I even have it on uh, my computer. I could uh, send yeah. it to you. But um, and he has to do things, and uh, you know, he's kind of a big buffoon, and he kind of embarrasses the you know, embarrasses the monarch or the the country. But um. Spain is interesting because you have this monarchy and then they're very Catholic. Then they have gay marriage. Right. And, you know, they have like uh, social democracy and stuff like that. But they're also sort of this, there's like this conservative thing going on, all this Catholic uh, stuff going on. Now, there might be a war going on with uh, Gibraltar, which I just learned about recently. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know about this. Nope. Gibraltar is a country. Did you know that? Gibraltar. Am I saying that wrong? No, yeah. You're not saying
1: it wrong. It, I, I, I I sometimes say r- words wrong. but um, I want to say yes. I know it was a country, but I'm not, I'm not sure. It,
0: it's sort of that's the thing. Uh, yeah. United Kingdom, it's sort of under the United Kingdom, but then Gibraltar says they're their own thing and they're trying to make these coral reefs or something off the coast of Gibraltar, and Spain's having issues with that. always the islands. Yeah, well, it's sort of an island. I mean, I don't know. Ever since I read The uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, I wanted to go to Gibraltar. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you read those books. Nope. They're pretty good. Uh, anyways, we're getting off subject here. Um, so when you're uh, traveling around, is there anything striking when you were there and you were saying, you know, this is way different than in the United States? Did you have sort of gleaming things that are like, this is not how we do things.
1: Yeah, well, I think people... Who, um. I wasn't there that long, so anything I'm going to say is going to seem really, like, shallow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But people... I, so I'm not the first person to observe this. The restaurant culture and the plaza culture, to me, is very different. Yeah, um, yeah. You know...
0: Uh, what is that culture?
1: Well, so... We would go sit at a table and... um. A waiter would come up and take an order and bring drinks, and then you could order a beer and sit at a table for seven hours and not be bothered a single time. Right. Or or badgered to leave. And it was explained to me that the reason for that is that waiters are salaried there. It's a more respectable job. They don't depend on tips for their salary we had a lot of, my dad, it was impossible to, to persuade him that he could leave a small tip as my brother said he could. My brother lived there for a year. My sister lived there for Uh a year. Um, and, uh, we had a, we were in a bar with one of my brother's Spanish friends and, um, we were like okay settle the tip thing for us and we had just gotten about i would say 20 euros worth of drinks and he goes did you like this place was it a good place and we're like yeah it was a good place and he goes great here put this down and put down like 10 cents and we we're like really he's like yeah that's enough that's generous really yeah and i was like that looks insulting but yeah, whatever he said yeah, it was fine i don't yeah but, but that's but like the that point, but what's interesting is when you're not it just as, as a psychological thing i assume this is how it works is when you're not when you're not dependent on tips which are dependent on the amount of the bill then everything leans towards be casual, be slow, and let them take their time. Which, whatever it says about, you know, the culture, it certainly makes for a much more pleasant dining experience. Well, and, and, <laughs> and it's, uh, unless you're in a hurry. Right, yeah. Right? But, which but the I point you know, why be in a hurry, man? Right. Where do
0: you We're all going to the same place. And, uh, <laughs> you know, folks in Europe work uh, shorter hours and all that stuff. Well, the so. hours are the same length. Well, so I think in France, they have like a 35-hour no, work week. The, sorry, the length of the... Never mind. Oh, the <laughs> hours are the same. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a 57-minute <laughs> hour. But, um, yeah, yeah, they... They uh, they're constantly have to update their clocks. They work less hours. Once a year, they... Quick. Uh, the quick uh, Paul Barker here. Yeah. Okay. Zip. Um, <laughs> watch out. Um, but that's like that in Paris... I remember in Paris, that was, you know, definitely uh, slower to the draw on, like... Yeah. And, and I'm somebody that's very impatient. So it took me some adjustment. I thought I was like they weren't giving us service, but that's how it is. Yeah. Um, I felt rude
1: when I would wave for a bit a check. Yeah. Like I always felt like I was intruding. Like I, I was making them feel like they were going too slow.
0: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But at a certain point, you got museums to see. You know, you got you got churches. To that's see, right. And you know, you gotta get your pictures taken and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Um, did I mean? I'm sure you did a lot. Did you do a lot of walking there? Did you guys have a rental car? We had so
1: we we rented we did the most American thing you could do, which is we rented a massive Mercedes van. What? Because we had so we had to move all our well, Mercedes
0: are like not as fancy over there, right? Or no? Um, it's like the only car out there. Right, that's what Uh, I would think. No, yeah, I don't I don't
1: don't know how fancy it was. What's really funny? So. In, in comparison to the cars there, this thing was enormous. It was like a boat. Uh, and we ha- the reason was we're, there are six of us plus luggage. Yeah. So we needed right, to be right, able to right. get around. And then um, so then just yesterday, I was here, and uh, my girlfriend and I were driving, and we went to the library, and we parked next to the exact same van that we drove around oh here. Oh, wow. And then I realized that it was the same shape and color and make, except it was bigger here. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was yeah, like 30% yeah.
0: bigger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the thing. The cars over there are a lot smaller yeah and you get you know in yeah you get back to the United States i mean the, the two things that I notice when i when I come back from a trip abroad, yeah the people are bigger and the cars are bigger yeah I mean I just noticed that, and you can you just notice that particularly with um body sizes, yeah, when you see people over there that are you know um more overweight right sometimes you know a lot of times they're americans they're american tourists i yeah. mean now i don't go up to them but then you kind of notice them and then you, you hear them talk and it's like oh. we
1: we literally we don't need a military anymore because if it just came down to fists and sticks we are bigger yeah we would win
0: yeah yeah that's a good point we don't
1: need all the money on the
0: equipment <laughs> yeah. yes yeah I like it's
1: another that. reason
0: <laughs> yeah um do, do they have amusement parks over there
1: yeah we went to one We were and when we were in um, Valencia there was a huge amusement park. Um, it was um, so Valencia has a dialect called Valenciano uh-huh. uh, and also Spanish. Um, and there might be a, another one in Valencia actually but anyway but um, so it said Feria Juliol which was <laughs> July fair yeah uh, and it was this big yeah it had a big octopus uh, with seats in it and we rode the Ferris wheel oh, got wow. a view of town yeah but did great. Uh, did they did
0: have uh, big roller coasters and
1: stuff. Uh, n- I, w- there were no roller coasters at this. Okay, o- only the stuff that is uh you know swings and spins. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's more of like a uh, carnival, carnival, not type an thing. amusement park. Yeah, oh yeah. picky, picky. Well, I mean, no, I, right. no, I, I mean, I was thinking like, cause I might have people coming into town this weekend. We're gonna go to Hershey Park. Oh, oh yeah, and um, because we don't have all the kind of right. historic things to go to. Um, yeah, that would.
1: I my sense is that would shock and scare a spaniard like you just find them halfway on that seven lane road into hershey wandering around like where do we go yeah how did did we get in here yeah
0: (laughs) we've been here for days you could really have some (laughs) cool theme rides though of like um the different wars and all that stuff yeah you know but um what was your favorite uh i don't know museum or historical thing that you did there
1: um there were a couple things uh so last time I was in Spain, my favorite by far was in Barcelona. There's a city history museum and they have, what they've done is they've preserved a section of the original Roman, I guess, colony. Oh, okay. Uh, So you literally are underground walking Roman streets that are still there. Wow. That's pretty cool. And you pass like the Roman laundry and. Oh, wow. It's really awesome. Um, And that just was amazing. Um, This time around uh, Valencia was great. Uh, Valencia has um, one thing that, comes to mind is there's a Gulliver playground. Oh what? So it's a huge statue of Gulliver. Like Gulliver's travels Gulliver. Like the giant? Yeah. yeah or well, the little people. Or, well, yeah. right. The Lilliputians are little. He's yeah. normal size, yeah, he but the idea was that it would be scaled so that children playing on it would be Lilliputians. Oh, and, wow. And, uh... Is that a Spanish... No, that's Jonathan Swift. That's, um, uh, that's, uh, was
0: he British or uh, I think he's British, maybe. Well, either way. Anyway, he's he's not Spanish.
1: Uh, so, but yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought that was awesome. (laughs) It was just so, it was so well done. Um,
0: Valencia's, uh, the northern coast
1: or whatever, or what Valencia's in the south. Oh, the south. Yeah, towards the south. Ah, oh, I hope I'm right about that. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Was it
0: hot and stuff and like beaches and all that? It was hot,
1: but it's dry heat. If you're in the sun, it's, it's in the middle of the day. People, okay. c- they just don't do anything. Like you right. understand, like the siesta, people are like, oh, it's a different culture. It's, it's mandatory. Siesta is like, you can't stay awake. And work in that sunlight—it's impossible. Yeah, it just <laughs> this is this is our chill time. Yeah, lit, like you got to get in the shade. Nothing can happen. And in And did that part you of day. did
0: you go to like any uh, late night clubs or you know bars or anything like that? No, no we I mean
1: we went one night. We went out with my brother's Spanish friends that mm-hmm. he knew from when he was there, um, and we went to some uh hawaiian bar and drank some kind of devastating cocktail out uh-huh. of like a like okay. a volcano
0: <laughs> that sounds uh interesting yeah yeah <laughs>
1: yeah it was great um and then we were uh, and then we were super hungover the next day uh and and so we sat down at this i remember it was the first day out of madrid that we so we went the last night in madrid we went out and partied the next morning we got up and felt miserable and we were in this big van trying to get along and I felt so bad and then I sat down at this little cafe and it occurred to me to order tomato juice and <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it like worked. It was like the cure. It is was it, amazing. Is it
0: wine? Is that what everybody is it, you know, when you go is it beer or are people drinking mixed drinks? What's the you know, America yeah, has a, like a, all that stuff. You know, I know the beer beers of uh, different co- you know, countries have their own yeah. thing.
1: I found this interesting. Their beer is not great. It's not bad, but it's just, you know, no. it's like it's like a lager but it's not yeah. but it's exactly what you want like i i would not want you want
0: something light that you can drink yeah, from a lot of them. yeah yeah
1: yeah exactly cold and fast yeah
0: <laughs> yeah when i was uh in prague last fall yeah you know they have good uh pilsner and um, mm. but I noticed like we are really spoiled here in the United States with our all the microbrews and yeah, like the, right now I mean now? tons and tons of different types of beers. Yeah. Where they didn't have that, like there was like four choices. It's kind of a weird, and d- it's like each bar like had their allegiance, and right I mean, the beer was really good. But it's like you're locked into that. Yeah, and there that's was what you there get. was a there was a um, like a microbrew little festival the one day we were there, in, like the in Prague in the main square. And there was definitely a bunch of different beers, but it was like, they didn't have uh, a lot of distribution and all that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But you know, I was fine with drinking, uh, what was it? Uh, Pilsner, Urkel, and uh, uh-huh. Chekvar yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Gambrinus. <laughs> but but uh, It's
1: a curious distinction for us that we are now it's like the golden age of TV and beer in America. It's like yeah. uh, think about that for a second. <laughs> well, I think yeah, I think it's like every every commodity <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, every commodity is really getting um, it's expanding like coffee. Sort of started, I think, yeah. coffee and wine, All right? And now people are doing it with like whiskey. Right. People are brewing their own whiskey and stuff. I mean, I don't know. It's getting a little bit out of, yeah. out of control.
1: Yeah, we need to put a we need to put a lid on that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Anyways, do you think I should go to Spain? I mean, is that a place I should go? I, this is something. If if you had to tell somebody you're going to Europe, yeah, you know, well, why?
1: I think you should you should go to Spain. You should first you should read Washington Irving. Uh, and he wrote an essay about the Alhambra, uh, which is a oh big okay. fortress in Granada. So you should read that essay and read his descriptions of the Spanish person and Spanish character. Okay. Uh, and then you should go. Wh- wh-
0: wh- where can I find this? This is like when was this written?
1: Oh God! It was written in the late, or maybe like yeah, mid to late 1800s, I think. Uh-huh. Or maybe even earlier.
0: And and where where are other. W- we gotta put this in perspective of what other European countries have you been to? I've been to um the UK, to Spain, and to France. France. Okay. What parts of France? Just Paris. Paris, yeah. yeah. Um how would you compare uh, Paris to uh the, the parts of Spain Spain uh, been to? I like Paris. I mean, they got the Louvre. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I
1: was there in January, and I don't, I don't speak any French. I was there with somebody who did speak some French, um, but that's not the same as speaking it yeah. yourself. <laughs> right. And it was cold, and it was rainy. Um, so I feel like I didn't get it in its. How best long were you there dress. for? Only like four days.
0: Yeah, I was there for four days, and I'll tell you what. Um, I didn't think the uh, people were rude or anything like that. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I thought it was oh, it was a nice time. Um, yeah. And, uh, all the food I ate was good. It was definitely expensive, but it's like, again, uh, it's like eating in New York City or, or, you know, any other big city, you're going to have to, you're going to pay that, that cost. Right.
1: People, and that's something I don't understand either is like people, you know, I think the more precise thing is that Parisians are rude. Uh, not French people are rude, and even then, it's like when people here are like in New York, it's so you are so rude. It's like I lived in New York, people weren't. Yeah, I never really experienced that there. Yeah, it's right. just this perception of people moving fast and being direct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe maybe that's it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I didn't find that either when I was there. Was that was the only time you were in France? Yeah, that was it. Yeah,
0: because I was there, and then I was in um, Provence. How was that? Oh, it was nice. It was. everywhere was super nice. I mean, it was much more chill. It was in like Avignon and these little, small, sleepy towns and stuff like yeah, that. And yeah. uh, um, it it was uh, it actually made me think like how um, I I don't know why these towns aren't bigger. Like the population, how does they contain the population? Like there's just these small little towns, and it seems like every time we would go to a small town. Th- it was like a tourist town because there's all this history there. Yeah. And it's like, where did everybody live? I guess everybody lives in the bigger cities up north or in Paris. But um I- you know, it was uh it was a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. Um I know, I think John Malkovich lived in one of the towns around there. Whoa. It, we went to like, yeah, where the Mar Mark de Sade, what is this? Marquis de Sade? Yeah. Yeah. Like that guy. Yeah. I guess he's an interesting he character. He gave us
1: a word. The word sadism. Yeah. He oh was, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. That messed up. Yeah, we had yeah, to make yeah. Make a
0: word to describe what. He yeah, I was. think we went to like his, whatever town was. Yeah. But um, I did it once. I don't have to go back. You yeah, know what I mean. Right. So I'm thinking next place I'd like to go. I'd li- I want to go to Italy. Or Spain. Let's see my wife's been to Spain. She's been to Barcelona. Yeah. I think she's willing to go again. But again, Spain or right. Italy. We haven't gone there, so those are sort of the contenders. Although I also want to go to places in Latin America, so that's also a big thing too. But, anyways, any uh, closing thoughts on Spain? Any that uh, did it did, was this a life changing journey?
1: Um. No, it wasn't life changing.
0: What happened uh on the way trip when you did the El Camino? What happened to that woman that you like broke up with or whatever? Did, did you ever talk to her again or? Yep. We're together now. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um Oh, so that ended up like working out. Yeah, and <laughs> I didn't even pray for it. You, so at the time, were you thinking like um you were like this is over for real mm, in your
1: head? It took a while. Um it's funny. It's funny to think about that, uh, because that was in my mind, too. This trip was like, wow, I was here in a much different frame of well, mind. What's the
0: different years, the time difference?
1: That, w- that first trip to Spain was um, seven years ago. Six or seven years ago. So
0: 2006 or something like
1: that? Yeah, t- th- I think 2007. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah, I think 2007.
0: And <laughs> you were kind of like almost devastated when you came.
1: Yeah, and 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 just like, and not just that, but when you travel, you have so much time alone that. You, Were you if, trying if, to
0: hook up with a woman? I mean, I would have been. Now, this is what I say because I've yeah. I went through a devastating um, yeah. breakup with my this one uh, woman I was dating. Right bawling my eyes out. I mean, I cried so hard. It was it was a horrible experience. Yeah. Uh, my heart was ripped out of my uh, chest and just, uh, st- I, I couldn't believe it happened. It was yeah. like a death.
1: Yeah, right. And
0: um, it was a shocker. It took me uh, almost a year to get over. And um, my wife to this day is upset when I talk about it. But, you know, whatever. That's how it works out. Yeah. Um. But was it like that type of thing? I mean, you sound like you were in the gray area. So you maybe you've not weren't... Uh, Are you like me? If I'm alone... I'm there's peri- a line There's a line
1: in, um, In uh, I read the book, um, I'm thinking of the name Fiesta, but there's a better, what's the Hemingway book? Uh, the Sun Also Rises. Yeah. Uh, and there's a line I, I in there. I can't, I don't like Hemingway, go he, ahead.
0: Okay, well, yeah. I've, I've, I've tried to read that book twice. Uh,
1: yeah, it's, um, well, you're wrong. Uh, it's, uh, no. Good, I'm, I'm, I'm no. Uh, I'm going to try again after this <laughs> There's a line where he says, it, it's one thing, or it's easy to be hard-boiled about everything in the daytime, but at night, it's another thing. And I, I just felt like, when you're traveling, you have so much time alone, and if if you're a certain type of person, like like I am, you just can't turn your brain off, you can't like, oh, I can never turn my brain off. That's
0: why I'm doing this you know, stupid show, yeah.
1: And and um and so I just ate, like I ate myself alive, you know. I just let myself think about well, it. Well, un- unproductive. No, but why?
0: Why when you're traveling, you you have uh, your time alone. Why was that? See, I thought that would have been good because you're with people and you right. have to.
1: When I I, I think I, I think part of what I learned and have learned in subsequent things too is, um, I I learned to reach out and grab people and and learn yeah. that like that you. You can. That thinking is not always productive. Oh no! Yeah, you gotta uh, just um, yeah, and that yeah. and that you don't need to resolve a thing in your mind. That you can you can put something aside and and just. Focus outward, and then by the yes. end of doing something, this with somebody is a very else. good.
0: Oh, this is yeah. I, this is I, I. You should have told me this uh, ten years ago. Yeah, I should have I told myself. I think this is a, a great lesson because um, when I broke up with this woman, uh, my friend Sean immediately came over and yeah. we hung out. I drank a lot, all yeah. that stuff. But I still sort of was struggling with it, right. and, and just that thought of. Um, Sort of being in a bad place in your head. Yeah. And then thinking about it and overthinking it and trying to resolve things and having scenarios. Yeah. And and just that's bad. That's why, yeah, it's better to be productive and do something and reach out. And that's why I would think that that trip would have been good in a way. So maybe when you went, because you were. You know, you yeah. we with people. Yeah, those. Uh, that's what I mean. But I, so had to, it, I had to learn. You had to that. learn that I had when to you learn were there. To inv-
1: and rather than retreat and try to solve things in my mind, I had to forget them and invest in things. Yeah. If I, if I may, it's kind of funny actually that you, we mentioned this. I know this is a little bit of an aside. No, that's all right. Um, and this is probably getting longer than you want, but, <laughs> but this trip, you asked if it, it changed my life in any way. One thing that sort of fits that category is we had a, a very... So the last week of the trip was just me and my siblings. My parents had gone, and we had another week of traveling And travel your siblings' together. ages
0: c- compared to you guys? To uh, you my
1: sister's a year. My older sister's a year older. I have a brother who's two years younger, and then another sister who's um, six so years every, younger. So
0: everybody's in their 20s, living it up. Yeah. And you're all in a great time of your life. Yeah. yeah okay. The, the golden...
1: Not the golden years. The salad years. As <laughs> uh, yeah. Look it up. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> We, we, it got frayed like about a halfway into that week, we were just pulling in different directions. People wanted different things, you know, and, and we got to this point where everybody was just frayed and tense. And we had this conversation, my sister and my two sisters and I, and, um, and what I learned was that. That to strike a balance again, like I was the kind of person who needed to address stuff, talk about it, solve it, Me too. especially, yeah, ver- especially verbally, yeah. And yeah. my sister was like, "Just let it go, let it ride." That's what I need let it ride, and we just reached this point where like, oh man, this is why you spend time with people other than your own stupid brain because you learn <laughs> that the way you do things is not the way other people do things, right? Um, And that and and that if you it just was like oh yeah it was kind of the same thing I learned the first trip around was to (laughs) let things go. Did you you sort of
0: uh, yeah was this sort of like a uh, uh aha moment like maybe I need to incorporate a little bit of the let things go type of thing?
1: Yeah, and or or also just learning what kind of person I am, and that like when it's good and when it's good to not do it. I think sometimes it's good to have to like to want to talk things through to not want to leave things unresolved. You also have to like learn that. That's we should do the way a Myers Briggs, Briggs thing.
0: You ever do Myers Briggs? Oh, <laughs> yeah, the personality assessment. Yeah, let's do that, and we'll figure out where we are. Okay. We can, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, you do that for the workplace, and oh, I know she's a ENTJ, so I need to <laughs> lay off a little bit and let her. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. I I I've done those, and you do that with patients or what? No, in my previous job. Oh, um, oh, 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 with the yeah, organizing. Yeah, yeah but yeah. um. No, but in in terms of this job, I mean, just in life, I definitely got to, you know when to kind of move forward and resolve things or just whatever, just let it it go and not resolve. I mean, I'm actually more, I'm trying to be more of a, let's not tackle that subject and... let's uh, just relax because usually I'm like okay we're going to take this issue we're going to resolve gonna, it right now yeah <laughs> like we're going to
1: drill this thing into the ground yeah like
0: uh, you know at work uh, before yeah. I'd be like okay let's get a petition started right now this issue is going to be solved this right. is a bunch of BS and this is going to get right. fixed but you know sometimes you just got to yeah. uh, relax and, and you know so anyways uh, I think my cat needs fed and uh, any final thoughts on uh, Spain or your siblings and how much you love them uh buen provecho. Enjoy, All your, right. enjoy your meal. <laughs> All right, we'll have to uh, have you back for another show and uh thanks for coming. You got it. All right, thank you, bye. Paul. All right, thank you, Paul. I think that was a great show. A lovely conversation with him. And if anyone has any questions or uh, thoughts on the show, you can email the show at prcshow. At gmail.com, prcshow at gmail.com. That's a lot of shows I just said. Uh, We're going to probably post another episode next week. Sorry there's been a little bit of delay. I'm going to try to do one at least every week. And uh, all right, have a good day and be safe.